1: to a she word interview special. And I'm with Instagram queen, Emily Jones. In brief, Maltese and English Emily Jones, aka Miss Jones, shot to fame in 2021 as a top 1% creator of OnlyFans with 281,000 Instagram followers. But her story is moving, inspirational and very, very surprising. Miss Jones, to this day, the episode of the interview that I filmed with you way back two years ago has been the interview that I'm probably most proud of. Oh, I know <laughs> you're so cute. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, that's lovely. I've watched
1: it a good number of times, and it, it, it instantly took this little podcast show that I was doing uh, over COVID and it really accelerated the show because that interview was profound it really affected me because I first of all I met you yeah instantly got on with you yes you've got this great can. smile but you really took my my you really took me back is a better way of putting it because there you were you've got this 281,000 Instagram followers You are in the top 1% of OnlyFans You are talking about what you're doing But you shared your backstory, mm. Which was not what I was expecting mm. at all Which is incredibly moving Incredibly inspirational And just really, really unexpected So I followed you We put the show out I kept in touch a little bit Yes. And then to follow the story You had mentioned in the interview That apart from the fact that you uh, Had been affected by inflammatory arthritis and fibromyalgia, you also were affected by the fact that your mum was got poorly and which brought you back to Malta along with everything else. And you had to leave your your fantastic city job in London due to illness. And then you came back to Malta to look after your mum. Then I saw a post that was your dedication to your mum. And after that, you literally disappeared for a year.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: And as somebody who had really been very touched by your story, I was very, very worried. And I messaged you a couple of times and I thought to myself, no, no, you knew that Emily was dealing with some stuff. And and then, you know, months went on. And then, magically, (laughs) up (laughs) pops pops this post on my feed of this bright smile in a blue bikini – in a different part of the world, yes, looking amazing, and suddenly Emily Jones, Miss Jones, is back. <laughs> so I said, I contacted you, I said, how are you doing? And you very kindly said, yeah, I'm okay. And I said, okay, I, I need to speak to you. I need to talk to you because, and I'm going to really suggest to anybody, in conjunction with this and the last she-word of season three, go and see this interview. It's on the interview. It's the same channel on YouTube because it, it really is very, 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 very moving. So I asked you if I could address what had happened, yeah. how you came to disappear, what you're doing now, what motivates you, and and you're back.
0: Yes. So it's kind of over to you. Wow. Emily, what's your story? What happened? Well, um quite an introduction you're quite well known for those legendary introductions I think thank you um yeah I think you teed things up pretty well um but yes I had a little bit of time off um as you mentioned you saw my last post was where my mum had passed away and we kind of closed that chapter that was quite a significant chapter um dealing with her cancer diagnosis and the progression of the illness and uh, that whole story, which my followers were there for throughout the whole way, you know, the ups and downs of it. Um, and so the chapter closed and, and mum passed away. Obviously we were somewhat expecting it, but um, you know, it still kind of hit like mm. a ton of bricks and, um, and after my mum passed away, I was sort of just taking a bit of time to to process that, um, and then very shortly after that, six weeks uh, to be precise, uh, my dad also passed away um, suddenly, unexpectedly, I'm so sorry. and it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was almost just something that you you just, you couldn't write it. It was just such a shock. And I knew that he was struggling not having her around and he'd really been such a great partner to her and taken such good care of her. So it was just almost as if she had passed and almost as if he just couldn't bear to be without her. He'd been a lot like that throughout her lifetime ever since you know they met really it was always like a bit of an ongoing joke that he couldn't kind of leave her alone for five minutes <laughs> they were just joined at the hip so it was almost like he, I think he just felt that he wasn't whole without her and um, I mean I don't really know what to say other than I, I think it's true that you can die of a broken heart yeah, yeah. And it seems like that's what, what happened, basically. I'm so sorry. Thank you. It was a very, it's, it's been a very difficult thing to come to terms with. I would say that there's still a lot that I feel I haven't come to terms with about the situation. Um, It's very strange being back in Malta, which is a place that I grew up and that I always associated as being home where my parents were, you know, that kind of feeling. If anybody's lucky enough to have a lovely family like I had, have, <laughs> um, you know, that feeling of sort of getting, getting to the family home and feeling like you can take a, a good breath out and that you're with people who understand you and who are there for you and it's like... Coming back to mortar, it's that feeling of it reminds you of all of those things, but that thing isn't there anymore. It's quite a difficult, a difficult one. <laughs> I'm, I didn't mean to be make you uh, so emotional yes. to bring that up, but, but I, I feel like I feel that I'm getting stronger because I can get through kind of you know five, ten sentences without the waterworks. But it's it's hard, you know. It's very, it's a very I feel that it's a very emotional story. And I just think it's kind of heartbreaking to think of how he must have been feeling without his Anne. And and you know, the thing is, I I mean, we, we both also have a
1: lot of English heritage. And one of the mm-hmm. things that you experience when you're English is that there are things that you don't talk about. And it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that we do the she word is because we talk about these things. Yes, And I think just acknowledging that and saying yeah. that it's a heartbreaking story mm-hmm. and giving you permission to grieve over
0: and over and over
1: again is important. You should
0: be emotional. I think so. And I think, you know, that kind of ties back with why I felt I had to have a little bit of, a bit of time off. I felt the way I put it, actually. um, I, I put this in my story at some point is that I felt like a snail without its shell. So I just felt kind of very raw and like, I didn't have any kind of, um, protection from the world I felt I felt that anything could could get me at any time I don't know (laughs) if I'm explaining myself I I don't think I've ever heard a better description it really felt like that so I would say now that a little bit of time has passed you know I've had some bereavement counseling and you know I've been taking a lot of time to do my own reflection and And think about things and taking time to grieve and also just to kind of you know I'm lucky that I do work for myself and that I was able to have a bit of time to kind of just say okay I can't deal with the real world at the moment and I need to take a step back and that's kind of what I did Um, not to mention the fact that some another thing that people don't really talk about is the business of of death when somebody passes away, there's so many things to take care of legally, financially, you know, there's a lot to deal with. And that's, I think those are things that you really don't want to be dealing with. It's the last thing you want to think about, but there's lots of things that need to be sorted out, people that need answering. Um, So it was was a lot. Um, So I just felt that I I didn't feel that I had uh, a foot to put forward to the world with being on Instagram, you know, a lot of my message has been about being, living your best life, living your most confident life, regardless of what stage of life you're at, you know, whether you're going through a difficult situation, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And I just felt that I didn't really feel, I didn't really believe in that anymore for a little bit of time, you know. I think I always knew that it would come back, but I didn't feel that it, I felt that it would be a bit disingenuous for me to be putting putting myself out there kind of saying everything's fine, everything's great, you know, I'll get through this kind of thing when I didn't really, I didn't really feel like that if I'm being completely honest.
1: Okay, so let me ask you a question relating to that, uh, to, to Instagram because you aren't a, an Instagrammer with me that has 502 followers it's a few more than that but it's really not that much (laughs) you're someone who has 281 thousand followers
0: yes yeah
1: and also of course you have your only fans as well yes of which you are one top one percent yes what was the net effect of stepping because we're always led to believe and this is the the this is the line that we're fed. You cannot step away from social media because you have to keep feeding the beast. Mm. Because the minute that you do, you're going to lose your followers. The yeah. algorithms will yeah. put you right down in the bottom, and that's it. That's your your online career yes. over. Yes. But you successfully and and I this is where I have paramount respect. You successfully said, "I'm not doing that," and I'm stepping away. And even though it was for very very sad and. Traumatic reasons, but you haven't lost you because when you came back on with your blue bikini (laughs) With that great big smile you picked up social media And we'll come to what that moment was that Mm -hmm. said now is time But you picked up social media as if you'd never been away In that suddenly you've got thousands and thousands of likes and and engagement and
0: comments and and interaction. And I'm assuming the same was for OnlyFans as well. Yes, I would say that, um, you know, I I do kind of agree that you have to feed the beast, so to speak, and you do have to kind of keep up with things. Um, I think once you have a somewhat established platform, um, maybe it's not quite the same situation as if you're trying to grow your page from scratch. Um, but yes, there was definitely a dip in engagement. I felt that initially when I came back and started posting that my posts were, I felt that my, my followers were very happy to see me back. Um, you know, I hope they hadn't forgotten about me, but you know, I'm sure some of them were reminded when they saw me back and said, oh yeah, forgot about her. Um, but it did t- I did, do feel that it took a little bit of kind of consistent feeding of the algorithm again to get back into things. And things definitely feel like they changed a lot from when I was posting previously. Um, mainly, I think, with the uptick in video content. So I think that was kind of just starting before my break. And now it's kind of like you just don't post static photos anymore. It's you post reels and and that's it. So it was kind of a bit of a different environment. Um, Regardless, even when I wasn't posting, and this is kind of something when I started my page in the first place as well, is that I'm quite an avid consumer of social media. So I really enjoy scrolling and seeing what's going on, what's trending. So I felt that I kind of had a bit of an idea of what what to do when I came back. But it all felt a little bit uh, strange, that's for sure. So you come back onto socials with this new approach
1: which is is fantastic with it with a new idea of what you want to achieve am i right i
0: think so i think um one i mean i feel that a lot of things have changed for me in the world since my parents passed away um it does kind of shake you you know it does shake you and anybody who's lost a parent will will know that kind of feeling of um having a bit of a wobble feeling that the that your structure and the ground that you walk on has been shaken and it will never go back quite to what it was before you know it, it changes you and I feel that it's changed a lot of my personality and one thing that I always have tried to kind of strive for is not really thinking too much about what other people think of me. And my dad was such an advocate for that. I mean, really, he was shameless. He would just, you know, he was just, he could be so embarrassing sometimes. (laughs) He just didn't care what anybody thought about him. He was just going to do his thing, do it in style. And he was kind of quite well known for that I would say you know he had his own way of doing things and he didn't care what anybody had to say about it so he really brought me up with that kind of mentality I feel that my mum would always kind of try to temper him down a little bit and say oh come on Stanley you know you can't say say that or have a bit of diplomacy Um, but I feel that I've kind of come back a little bit with a bit more of that kind of attitude myself now that I'm you know I am what I am and I'm not too bothered about kind of upsetting people online and and I think before as much as I was maybe working towards that you know maybe it's an age thing I just kind of feel a bit more like okay we'll let people say what they want to say and but then- hang on a second. Emily, how would you, with this big
1: smile and this beautiful, voluptuous figure of yours, and these fantastically beautiful eyes, how could you ever <laughs> upset anybody on social media? What oh, have you done to upset good, it's people? It's a good on question,
0: Trudy. But I would say that one thing that I've noticed is that I I feel that people um, are happy to support you as a plus size person. Um, I'll talk about plus-size women because that's who I kind of represent. Um, they're happy to to support you as long as you know your place, as long as you are, you know... Um acknowledging the fact that you could do with losing a bit of weight that you don't look so great or that you need to do this or need to do that but as soon as you kind of say no I think I'm sexy and fine and you know and I'm out here living life and why wouldn't I be confident it just seems I've noticed that it just seems to rub people up the wrong way a little bit
1: okay let me ask you are you noticing it more or do you think it's become more prevalent
0: because because you've had a, a time question. away from social mm. media, so it could have always been there. I think, it but you prob- were I kind think, of more involved I think it in probably it. Probably has. I think it probably has been. I think that with my content, um, I, I've had a few videos recently that have gone quite viral. Well, it was quite viral. I mean. Look, a a few videos hitting like one to two million views kind of thing. So we're not talking- that's not quite viral. Well, we're not talking like 40 million, 50 million views. No, 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 no. I consider something that gets a thousand views are quite viral, but that's, wow. So so I feel that it's been reaching maybe an audience that it hadn't reached before. And I think um, people see, I, I think when people see- you being kind of confident with yourself and and as i say not just talking about how you need to lose weight or um you know how you're depressed about your stretch marks or whatever i I think um that they feel they have to take you down a peg or two and i've and i've definitely noticed that i mean it's this I've, i've noticed that with my comments as well you know that people outright say it you know uh chicks like this need to be taken down a peg or two it's just i mean it's quite serious um, it's quite I would say it's quite disheartening it's a little bit um okay forget
1: everything else for a second because I want to concentrate on this for a moment because when we spoke before mm. when you came and we sat and we had an interview before yes, one yes. of the things that really blew me away was your backstory mm. of how you came to be on OnlyFans how you came mm. to be doing what you're doing yes, and yeah and how Uh, fibromyalgia and inflamed arthritis had really debilitated you. Yes, yes, that's right. And what I see is this incredibly beautiful, brave woman. And your size is, quite frankly, nobody else's
0: (laughs) business. Yeah, that's very true. I think um, something that I would like more with social media I just feel that there's no way for me to really put all of these points across to people in one kind of neat place Do you know what I mean yeah so that's why I like for example coming on podcasts where I can talk about things and and we can go into detail on on some different aspects because you know everybody has a story and um and your story is who you are kind of and I and I feel like there's not always possibility to do that in like a you know six second video that goes viral where you're saying yeah I'm confident as a big girl why shouldn't I be kind of thing you know it's just I think people just think you're being arrogant and um you know there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence but then at the same time you know life's short why not kind of live it foot to the full feeling confident feeling good about yourself and you know it's not about be feeling that you're uh, beyond physical improvement. Of course, you know, there's always things that you can change about yourself. And I, I find it very mm, disingenuous when people say that I'm promoting obesity or promoting an unhealthy lifestyle because really don't think that I am. You know, I I feel that I'm just trying to show that you can live a full and happy confident life regardless of whatever stage of of your health journey you're at you know and I think that that message is applicable to anyone of any size as well you know we all have times when we feel more or less confident and I think the main thing is that you should have confidence in who you are as a person in your values um, and and that that should let you walk through life with an air of confidence that it's not just about what you present on the outside see you've just
1: described that golden egg that i think every woman aspires to yeah that confidence to say quite frankly fuck it
0: yes to everybody else yes because because Mm.
1: that is i think what we all long for and we all want to achieve now you as you were saying that i was thinking to myself because i i follow a number of women who are saying exactly that Mm, mm. on socials. So I'm thinking to myself, are women now, is there a a turn of the tide and women are now saying that more? Or have I just got fed up with following the women that don't say it (laughs) and I've now cancelled them and I only follow the women that do say it? Because we've had this conversation on this show, Mm. on The She Word, about being mindful of who you follow. Because what you take in is really what you then digest. Absolutely. And it's what goes into your bloodstream. That's and if right. you're taking on board that we are all being judged, whether we're a size six, and you know, the the the, uh, the illusion is, is that if you're a size six, uh, and you're, you know, got a set of abs, that you're happy with your
0: body. Yeah, That's not the case at all. No, it's not the case. And I think kind of um, a couple of things I experienced Um, you know, with my health issues and and having to be on different types of medication and being on steroid medication for a very long time. And I kind of ballooned up and had a moon face and had problems with my skin and this and that. And and I just really felt... um, I didn't, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like I looked like myself and, and I just really didn't feel very good about myself. And I remember there was kind of a point when I went on a girl's holiday, um, we were in Croatia and one of my friends, Hindus, and I just felt my absolute physical worst. Like I just felt horrible. I felt kind of bloated and, and like my, you know, I was kind of spotty and just thought, Oh God, I, I really have let myself go here. I felt I felt rough. Um, And I just remember kind of having a moment where I was sitting there and feeling awful and thinking to myself, Em, like you're on holiday with your girlfriends, you're in Croatia, you're, you're, you know, you're never going to be this young again. Just, just, you just got to let it go. Life's too short. Your mum's sitting there, you know, diagnosed with cancer um, out of nowhere. Your life can change in an instant. So, suck it up, get out there, have a good time and just fake it till you make it, you know? And it's just, I think that kind of, it's almost imperceptible, but that kind of shift in your attitude about how you feel about yourself and how you're putting yourself forward to the world as a confident person, it just changes how people look at you as well, I think, and how you look to other people.
1: I'm trying not to get too emotional because you got me choked up there. Because I think what you, again, what you've just, defined is what so many women long for and having done this show and even having to deal with confidence issues or body images issues myself and and so on yes you know none of us are beyond that Mm -hmm. and what you just said you said fake it until you make it and I think that is one thing that is a life lesson yes because once
0: you go out there and you actually you actually act confident yes the confidence kind of follows in behind it that's right and that's kind of I think really a big part of the message that I'm trying to pass along you know I mean I've had lots of issues with my own uh, with my own body and and body image issues and and my body changing as I'm getting older and (laughs) you know (laughs) Mm. but but it's okay you know it's okay you just you you you're within your rights to kind of do what you want to do for improvement if you feel you want to make some changes but the point is that until you kind of get to that stage don't say I'm going to spend the next six months you know hiding away under my hoodie not showing my face not going to events not living life because life is damn short and you know I've always kind of I had that highlighted to me when my mum fell ill kind of out of nowhere and I think the events of the last year with you know my my mum passing and then my dad passing so suddenly and unexpectedly after her it just kind of has highlighted it all for me that you know oh life's too short like wear the bikini or whatever they say do you know what I mean just kind of just live it just live it can I can we touch
1: on something that you just mentioned yes because I'm I'm really blown away I was the first time I interviewed you and I think more so this time and I, I'm definitely going to be walking away and, and having a good old cry in the corner oh somewhere gosh, because it, you,
0: probably me too. <laughs>
1: well that might be the that might be a little bit of champagne oh, as yeah. well <laughs> but but you mentioned something about body image mm. and I have a couple of questions because yeah. for anybody who follows you if you are one of the 281,000 people that follow Emily you would not for one second think that you have a a challenge with Mm. confidence of your Mm. body image okay because you are out there you're embracing it you don't hide anything Mm. but that is also in conjunction with OnlyFans now I mentioned before you shot to fame in twenty. 21, You started in 19, uh, 2019, but you, you really, in Malta particularly, you really kind of grabbed the nation with this OnlyFans success, yeah, up there sure. in the top 1%. So whilst all of this was happening and you took a social media break, mm. I mean, I'm going to be impertinent and ask you, have you, did you continue with OnlyFans? Because that also must really challenge anybody who has... Mm body image issues
0: or does it? Yes, um, I think one thing that I've always found to be quite empowering about my platform on OnlyFans is the fact that it's kind of taking the um, stereotypical idea of what you would would think the media want to see and kind of turning it on its head because it's kind of like saying, okay, well, I don't look like any of those people. But, you know, there's people who want to see it. So it's kind of interesting. You know, it's sort of that idea of um, beauty standards and turning that somewhat on its head. Um, And I think throughout my kind of ups and downs in weight and shape and this and that, um, you know, I've always had lots of very loyal followers and subscribers who I think are appreciative of seeing a woman's natural body so you know the lumps the bumps I love the cheeky smile you're saying when you're saying
1: that you're like I'm embracing it
0: <laughs> well I just think it's it's just so interesting because it's everything that we've been taught you know that you know your cellulite is disgusting your stretch marks are horrible and that there's like loads of men out there who are like hang on a minute whoever said that I didn't like that you know they people like all there's a you know <laughs> People when, come in all shapes and sizes and I think there's some people who really enjoy and and admire that kind of body and also maybe the confidence that comes with it. I think uh, – Hang
1: on, hang on, hang yeah. on. Before you go any further, I'm going to stop you because you just said something there that just was one of those gold nuggets yes. that when it said, I have to stop, I have to resonate. Okay, go on. You said <laughs> that we had this uh, – women have this challenge with stretch marks, mm, mm, so we mm. hide them from men, but men say – who told you that? Yeah, yeah. So who tells us that? Because if I, men I, I don't have a problem, it, yeah. I mean, my my husband, bless him. I got married since I last week. My husband loves the bits of me that I don't love. Yeah, well. He grabs them and he's like, I love this bit. And I'm like It's very sure.
0: interesting. It's very interesting because I get that a lot. Um, you know, a lot of comments from men who say things like that to me, who basically say that Um, you know, they wish that their wife would follow my page or they've encouraged their partner or their wife to follow my page because they want her to be confident in herself too, because they think she's great. And, you know, that she's maybe on the curvy side, but she doesn't feel so confident, but they want her to be because they love it. So it's just, I just think it's what we've been taught by the media, you know, like growing up in the 90s and the noughties, we kind of had this idea that, um, you know, one particular type of of body is what, what was acceptable. And I think that's something that I feel very strongly about with my page and why I really would like to push for seeing a little bit of diversity is because representation is important. If little girls grow up seeing that you know, there's this plus size girl who's got cellulite and stretch marks, but she's just, she's not letting it hold her back. And everybody thinks she's great. So why shouldn't I, you know, why shouldn't I get on the swing in the Maldives or go on the seaplane and travel the world and do this and that and not let it hold me back, you know? So that's the message that I really want to get across to people, you know, um, that representation is so important. When I was growing up, I feel that I didn't really have that, you know, it was kind of, it was a newer thing for me once I started getting into Instagram and seeing other curvy girls and thinking to myself, oh, hang on, you know, she looks a little bit like me or she's a bit similar to me. And again, I think it's really important to say that I'm not here saying that it's that people should let themselves go as as people like to put it or or not bother with their weight or a healthy lifestyle sure you know there's struggles there's ups and downs for all of us but the point is that your confidence should be within yourself at any of those kinds of stages um, and that it should be regardless of of what weight you're at or if you're postpartum or you just said something Again, you dropped another one of those
1: nuggets. Okay, go on. Because <laughs> you got me thinking when you were talking about media and media, mm-hmm. how media portrays and the, in the in the eighties, nineties, naughties, and to today, yes, that we are being driven. Someone is driving women to follow this perfection, mm. which is unachievable. Mm. Which even one of the women that I follow has now mentioned that some of the the instagrammers are now ai they're not even oh, yeah. real so yeah. i mean we we as women are facing this this even more extreme challenge mm. but as you were talking about that mm. i always have this kind of thought in my head whenever the, whenever there's something like this arises i think to myself follow the money who is making money mm. from women being dissatisfied with themselves if men are not saying that well and we know because it's a multi-billion yes,
0: that's right
1: euro dollar yeah. pound industry right, yeah. to make women unhappy with who they are so they can sell them weight loss definitely. skin toning cellulite that's right i mean it's worth billions and that's billions right. of it's,
0: dollars yeah there's definitely it's definitely kind of a deep-rooted and deep-seated kind of issue there for sure
1: but someone's making a lot of money out of making women very unhappy.
0: Yeah, I think so, and I think kind of, you know, sometimes you feel like uh, again, it kind of goes back to this: let's take take her down a peg or two, kind of issue, you know, like why, what, what, where is the discomfort that we have with that, with seeing somebody be confident in themselves and not just talking about weight loss and how they need to change themselves and so on? So it's a very nuanced and interesting subject. Now, we're not going to go into
1: OnlyFans too much on account of the fact that the last show of season three was a show all about adult entertainment. Mm. And we've touched on that in that show. Yes. But uh, you did mention there about traveling. Yes. So I'm assuming that Emily Jones, Miss Jones, uh, has gone beyond just OnlyFans in that you've gone beyond just representing your body because you're doing a lot of travel. And you also mentioned probably about 20 minutes ago, that you'll have your own business, that you're doing your own thing. Yeah. So what does Emily Jones do now? And where does the travel – because I know we mentioned off-air, you're very, very passionate about travel. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think um, I spent a lot of time feeling that I couldn't kind of spread my wings and that I had to kind of – felt that I had to stay close when my mum wasn't well and I couldn't really – go off and do things because I felt that I had to be with her and I was nervous that if I went too far that she would take a turn and naturally you know so it there definitely it felt that there was something kind of holding me there and and you know I don't have any regrets that I that I did that you know I feel from a kind of moral standpoint that my conscience is very clear that I was there for my family in their darkest moments um but Now I feel that it's kind of time for me (laughs) and time for me to say, listen, you know, I'm young, I'm healthy to a certain extent. And I, you know, I'm well enough to get out there and see the world. And that's what I want to do. And that's really what my mum and dad both would have wanted. And, you know, my dad really loved to travel. And I think he also felt that he was because he didn't travel when my mum was unwell, she wasn't well enough to, and he felt he couldn't really go away. I think, you know, he spoke about that a lot and about their travels together mm. um, when they were younger. And well, they traveled all their life. They liked to travel a lot. And I think, you know, he was very encouraging of it. So I kind of feel that I'm somewhat, maybe fulfilling that part of his, uh, of his desires for me. Um, And also just, yeah, I want to get out there and see the world and do things. And also just, I would really like to be somebody that plus size people can look at and say, okay, if she's doing it, I can do it to kind of have that confidence not to not to be nervous about how things will go and also you know i want to talk about about the challenges sometimes that come with traveling as a plus size person and and how you can deal with them and how to be comfortable and and get out there and live your best life. That's what it's all about. And, you know, maybe for some people, travel isn't that, you know, some people like to be at home and that's fine. But I think because I'm struggling very much with this sense of home and stability that I should embrace it. And therefore I've decided I'm in my travel girl era. So it's gonna be hotel reviews. (laughs) So you've turned this into a career. Yeah, sure, sure. That's, uh, That's the path that I'm on at the moment, yeah. This is amazing. So let me
1: just kind of backtrack a bit yes. and put this in a nutshell, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. You worked in the city, you lived in the city, you're doing really well, you got fibromyalgia diagnosed along with inflammatory uh, arthritis, mm-hmm. which meant that you couldn't work from home, you end up losing your job, and at the same time your mum becomes unwell. Yeah. You come back to Malta, you turn this around to take the opportunity to build an OnlyFans page and an Instagram following of, let's face it, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, <laughs> which brings you in an income that quite frankly, you know, and a following that I don't think, you know, I could even dream of the following that you have, which is phenomenal. You then decide that life has taken a turn that mm. means you need to have a break. Yes. And reevaluate everything, mm. which very few people actually do. Mm. You basically say, "Sod the algorithms." I need some time to myself. Mm. I need to grieve. I need to be by myself. Mm. You come back with a new look and a new approach, and you decide it's time to travel and it's time for me. And you turn that into a career as well. Yeah, that's.
0: that's I mean, that's kind of a good, uh, good synopsis, I would say. I know that there's <laughs> been a lot of heartache, and yes. there's been
1: real tears and real trauma Mm, and heartbreak mm. in your journey. But every time I speak to you, you inspire me because you actually just turn around and say, I am not going to let this beat me (laughs) and I'm going to beat it. And I think that's where you're inspiring. Certainly me. Thank you. But I think that's a, a, a phenomenal message because you're not just saying it, you're living it.
0: I hope so. I I feel very strongly that that's a message that I would like to put out to other people around the world. I mean, I know that I have had quite a difficult time, but I know that I've also had a lot of blessings and, um, you know, a lot of kind of luck as well on my side. So I feel, um, I do feel that it's very important to, to appreciate that and to realise it as well, you know. Um, but I have had certain privileges and I try I do feel that I try to kind of ride a wave and, and catch the momentum whilst I can and and make the best of things I do think that that's something that I have kind of learned to do and I would like to encourage other people to do the same and you know think that things are going to work out for you Instead of always thinking, oh, it's my luck, it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out, try to turn that on its on its head a little bit. And whilst there's been lots of nasty things that have happened and lots of heartache, there's still good things to come, good things to live for. And you know, just don't give up. Just don't give up. Don't take it lying down. <laughs> and 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 do and and if you're not happy with something in your life, kind of do something to change it you know don't think that you're just a product of your circumstance you know sometimes there's things that you can change to to make a change to make your life more what you would want it to be
1: miss emily jones i need more of you on the she word (laughs) because you really are an utter inspiration and i'm going to chin chin to you with some very nice champagne and say thank thank you 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 so much Thank you. Can we see more of you in
0: 2024? Yeah, um, I would I would love that. Uh, I would encourage everybody to follow me on TikTok. I don't have 280,000 <laughs> followers. there. I've got about 700. Shameless advert uh, there. But I'm just trying to kind of um, get into a bit of a different, show a different side of my personality. So if people are interested in that, Follow me on TikTok, um, follow me everywhere. And, you know, there's going to be some exciting adventures to come, I'm sure.
1: Can't wait to see it. Yes, thanks. Cheers to you.
0: Cheers.